Hey guys, it's Lisa, and you're listening to What's Next with Lisa. Welcome. Today is Friday, June 19th, 2020. This is episode 12, an episode that I'm titling Self-Medicating. We're going to get into what that means in just a minute. Um, But first, I want to welcome you guys back. Today is Friday. You made it. And today we're going to be talking about self-medicating. And as an official definition or something that you might see in a textbook or online, it would say it literally says choosing to take medicines oneself rather than by prescription or expert advice. And of all of that, I'm going to keep one word that I think is important for us to focus on today, and that is choosing. So empowering yourself to have a choice. And the things that we choose in an attempt to feel better are exactly that. There are choices. They are choices that maybe are self-deprecating. They are avoidance. um, And they keep you stuck right where you're at. And sometimes we don't realize we're doing it. Sometimes we realize we're doing it. And so this is an episode that I really want to bring light to how we're coping and dealing with things and the habits that we have that may not be the best. And so the tendency we have to self-medicate, whether it be with toxic people, whether it be with buying things or filling our life up with things, maybe it's substance abuse, smoking cigarettes, whatever it is the things that aren't really working for you, here's the thing. They might make you feel better in the minute and you think, oh, a little bit of relief. However, they're, and you've heard me say it before, they're a Band-Aid fix. And what they do is keep you stuck exactly where you're at and they don't move you forward. So those self-medicating techniques that you've adopted, they're just going to snowball and get worse. And so today is the day to deal with them. Today's the day to get self-aware, and we're going to talk about how to do that. We're going to talk about how to identify what isn't working for you and how to build a relationship with yourself and figure out why you're doing what you're doing as well. The why and the how are really important, and that's what we're going to focus on in this episode. But first, my favorite part, (laughs) a question from uh, last week's episode, and Why this is my favorite part is that it's feedback from you guys. It's things that you're telling me you need help with. And so it's my favorite because it makes me feel like, you know, I'm doing something that you're requesting or that's actually helping somebody specific. And so if you missed it on the last episode, I breezed through anxiety in about 30 minutes or less. And that's a really big topic to cover. So I I did expect to get a lot of questions regarding that, things that maybe people wanted me to expand on. And... Um, that's exactly what happened. And so I picked one for just for time's sake that I thought a lot of people may be able to connect to. And it was a great question. And so the question is this. Hi, Lisa. I consider myself pretty outgoing and enjoy being around friends as often as I can. I met my girlfriend at a party and we definitely hit it off. But now that we've been dating a couple of months, she hasn't wanted to go out and tells me it's because she struggles with social anxiety. How can I support her and give and I, and without, sorry, how can I support her without giving up all of my friends? Okay, really valid question, really good question. And let me start by telling you that I love that you're asking me how you support her without giving everything up on your side, because I'm going to tell you right now, first and foremost, this is not yours to fix. It's not yours to carry, and I'm so glad you didn't ask me how to fix this, because she needs to take steps to work through that. 
she's either going to do it or she's not. She's either going to stay stuck there and just say, I'm happy not going out, or she's going to push through that and figure out how to do better. And so if you guys met at a party that tells me that hopefully she's entertaining that thought, she wants to go out, but maybe she's just having some fear uh, and uncertainty around your friends or around big crowds. And so The first thing I want you to do is to be able to ask her what she needs to feel comfortable. So we're all responsible in a relationship for what we need. And if you can say, hey, I'd really like to go out. There's going to be about 10 people here. What do you think you would need to feel comfortable going? She's responsible for coming to the table and saying, you know, I think, for example, I think maybe I'd like you to introduce me to people or maybe hold my hand the first five minutes and until I'm comfortable Something like something like that are things that you can actually do to support her while she's working through this on her own. And so you can always love and support somebody, but you can't fix it. I want to be really clear with that. This is hers to carry. And so the other thing you might do is try to find a compromise between the two of you that goes from um, staying in to going out with friends because you don't want to give up all of your friends. I don't want you breaking up with yourself and everything you love just in an attempt to hold on to a relationship. So find a compromise that feels good between staying in and going out. And don't forget, a lot of what I talked about in the last episode is that anxiety is a perceived fear. So a lot of times it just comes down to asking someone, hey, what are you afraid of? Are you able to identify that? Um, You know, and how can I help calm that fear? But again, she needs to be responsible for what she needs to feel more comfortable. You can validate her, listen to her, and try to make changes that make her feel comfortable. And a lot of times I think people are just afraid to verbalize what what might make them feel comfortable because maybe they're embarrassed that they have anxiety. So creating a safe space to say, hey, I see that you're anxious and I want to help. What can I do without judgment is going to go a really long way in helping her to feel safe and at the very least telling you what she might need. So I hope that helps. If you guys have questions, please email me at whatsnextwithlisa at gmail.com. You can find me on Instagram or Twitter um, at whatsnextwithlisa. You can DM me there. Take a look at upcoming show topics, little nuggets of information that might help you throughout your day. I try to look at all of the messages and respond to everybody. And I, and I like to pick one to read on the air and um, hopefully help more than just you with. So thank you so much for writing in. It's an honor to share this with you and to be able to read them. And so let's get on to it. Self-medicating. What is it, right? And I defined it earlier in the show, but to put it in kind of simpler terms for everybody, it's basically all the bad stuff we do to avoid bad feelings. So... Avoiding, isolating, um, smoking cigarettes, um, gosh, self-sabotaging, that's a great one that sometimes you don't even realize you're doing. Um, So anytime you experience a negative emotion, anxiety, fear, sadness, anger, um, you know, fill in your own negative emotion, I want you to think about what do you reach for to feel better or what do you reach for to avoid those feelings? Is it junk food? Um, do you isolate? Is it alcohol, cigarettes? Is it toxic people? Are you are you the one that reaches out to your ex just to get a little bit of validation and a little bit of like, I know they'll respond the way I want and I need an ego boost? That's self-medicating, guys. And the list kind of goes on and on. And so 
I want to be clear that the things or people you choose to use to feel better, that might make you feel better in the moment. But how many times do you have like an emotional hangover if you text your ex and you wake up the next morning and you go, oh my God, why did I do it? And you beat yourself up about it because somewhere inside you know it wasn't the right choice, but it made you feel better for a split second. The problem with these habits and patterns is that you're not resolving anything. So it's keeping you stuck exactly where you're at and it's stopping you from really growing. It's stopping you from an opportunity to grow and to feel lighter and to feel better. It's got you stuck in this pattern of shame and I'll get to that in a second. So... Like I said, it has a tendency to keep you stuck. And I can tell you that things in life that are hard or healing from unhealthy patterns, it doesn't happen as quickly as you listening to this podcast and deciding to make a change. You know, maybe for one or two people that are really disciplined and say, that's it, I've had enough, that's awesome. And I hear about that stuff happening all the time. People just reach their breaking point of unhealthy self-medication and they say, that's it like the person who can put down the pack of smokes and just walk away, good for you. You've had enough. You hit your threshold. That's awesome. I don't want to take that away from you. But I would say for the masses, it's work over time that you have to be patient with yourself about and you've got to be really accountable and honest with yourself. And so, you know, the question that I really want you to answer is what's going on in your relationships? What's going on in your life? or what's going on with yourself that you are choosing to disrespect yourself, you are choosing to sacrifice your self-respect and your self-worth in the spirit of feeling better in the moment. And what I want to tell you, I know for sure, is that how you treat and speak to yourself when you make mistakes like that, it matters. It matters, guys, and it matters more than a lot of us give give us credit for. If you are repeating patterns and you're making mistakes, congratulations, you're human. Um, We all do it. And it's how you speak to yourself and how you have patience and love for yourself in those times that's really going to matter in breaking the cycle here. And so if you're one of those people that struggle with acceptance or self-compassion, you're going to struggle with defaulting to toxic people, toxic things in an effort to make yourself feel better in the moment. And like I said, if you mess up and you have a bad day or a bad week or whatever, a bad run, congratulations. You're human. Welcome to the club, guys. It's okay. You are you give yourself though an opportunity to acknowledge what parts of you were taught to hide and feel shame. And there's where that word shame comes in that I want to focus on. Because when you're hiding or avoiding, it's typically because you're shaming yourself or you don't feel like you can cope in a better way or you don't feel like you want to show yourself or you just need to pick me up in the moment. And so you start to justify these bad habits. And I can tell you that that justification is perpetuating the shame you're telling yourself. You're feeling shame and you're hiding. And so what you need to do and how we need to change that voice in your head is to say, how do I love and accept myself from the very start? When I mess up to when I do great um, to when I have kind of so-so days, how do I get to a place of love and acceptance of myself? You know, and healing and growth is not the same pattern for everyone. So if you see your friend doing one thing that might be working for them, that may not work for you. 
what one person might need to hear may be traumatic to another. So I want you to also recognize that people's journeys, while similar, are extremely different. And you have to find what works for you. You have to make the relationship with yourself number one. And when you connect to and get to know yourself, you face things like your childhood, your family system, your emotions, your experiences, your boundaries, your history, your friendships. You're facing all these things that might be really difficult and you tend to avoid or isolate from. It's time to step up and face them, guys. They are your stories. They're all your stories, so they're beautiful. And they're yours to own. There's nothing to be ashamed of. Instead of hiding these things, I want you to own it. And that doesn't mean go around and tell everybody, you know, all of your traumas and stories. I always say, and I live by this rule, you don't share your story to someone who can't take care of it. And so when I say you're not hiding it, you're owning it, I want you stepping forward and accepting everything that happened to you as part of your story that made you you. Not all the time is there a lesson to learn from trauma. I'm not saying that. But what I'm saying is that you acknowledge and accept what you've been through. You're proud of yourself for having gone through it. And you start a journey of self-compassion and patience with yourself as you navigate this. When you hide things, you shame yourself. When you drink to cope, when you smoke, when you eat junk food, when you isolate or avoid or shut down and cut people out of your life rather than having difficult conversations, you're shaming that part of yourself. You're saying, I don't think you're good enough for good things. And that's not okay with me. And I hope that it's not okay with you. So when you start to acknowledge and own it, you start to get clear also about what works for you and what doesn't. And remember what I said, guys, it's different for everybody. And one of the most uncomfortable things to get honest about is the relationships we actually have with our bad habits, our addiction, our shame, the things we avoid or isolate from. That's not easy to get honest about, right? Because typically we're doing something that's not very becoming of ourselves or that doesn't feel good. And intellectually, we know that it's not a great choice to make. We know But when you're in that cycle, you just think, I don't know how to do different. I don't know how to face this. And so I'm going to tell you, I'm going to, I'm going to tell you how you start that work. Number one, you are accepting and loving of your story. You face it and you choose not to hide it from yourself anymore. The next thing I want you to start thinking about is validating the inner you that needs to be loved. So whatever hurt you, Whatever made you disconnect from your self-worth or feel like you were less than or not worthy of good things, I want you to start to validate and love that person. There's another version of you in there that just wants to be loved and accepted. And I want you to start thinking about how you can give that person the love that they didn't get. And, you know, step two, and here's the biggie. Step two is actually figuring out who you're going to be without those bad habits. Who are you going to be if you can't self-medicate? Who are you going to be without the perceived safety of eating when you're sad, smoking when you're stressed, going inward and isolating when you're anxious? Who are you going to be without that? And here's the really good news, guys. You're still going to be you. 
just a freer version of you. And when you stop shaming or telling you telling yourself that you don't know how to do better, you start to break the attachment to this person that needed to self-medicate. In a sense, I want you breaking up with this version of you that needed to self-medicate. You can send them love and light. You can send them empathy and feel sad for them that they felt they needed to do these things to feel good or to feel okay. But you've got to start breaking the attachment to who you were or who you are as a self-medicator. And that's what's going to give you the power to move through these habits. And so just to recap, number one, I want you to get a journal out, my favorite thing, hopefully your favorite thing by now. I want you to write down and identify what your self-medicating or avoiding habits are. What do you do to avoid your story? What do you do that, that you don't feel great about to soothe your soul, that you think you're soothing your soul? Write those things down. I, then I want you to also write down your shame and what you're hiding from. What are you hiding from? What version of you do you not want the world to see? I want you to get honest with yourself. I want you to own it. And I want you to create an identity. If you could be anybody in the world, who would you be? Write that down because that's who you're hiding from this world, guys. That's who you're, that's who you're afraid to let the world see. And then what I want you to do is take all of that information and I want you to connect to the person inside that's hurting. I want you to connect to the person inside that needs to feel loved and validated and a reminder of how beautifully human they are. And I want you to write them a letter. And I want you to love them, validate them, and then empower them to move forward without hiding. And you can recognize that that's going to be scary and new and uncomfortable, but you're ready to start living a freer version of you, a more authentic version of you by owning and acknowledging your story. You guys, your story is what makes you you and unique. And I don't want you hiding you from the world because that doesn't feel good. And as you start to write this letter, it might be painful. Odds are, though, it's going to feel probably threatening and scary. And starting to understand why you're doing or not doing something is definitely a requirement to changing it. So as you write this letter and you're connecting with the person on the inside that needs to heal, I want you connecting with that person and trying to figure out why are you hiding? Why are you doing this? What's your why? What is it that you're trying to hide? And when you realize why you're doing it, you can acknowledge what it is that needs to change. You can acknowledge who it is that needs to step forward and change it. And so this takes discipline, you guys. This takes discipline and work. Remember, it is not linear. So it doesn't mean that you're going to start working on this and then you're never going to have bad days again. And loving yourself through the bad days is what's important. Accepting yourself through the bad days and taking care of yourself That's what's going to get you through. So starting to work on yourself and connecting with the person that needs love and validation, like I said, it doesn't mean that all your days are going to be fantastic. I will tell you what though, it will make you recognize why you're doing this because you're going to realize who it is you're fighting for. You're going to realize who it is that is worthy of better than what you're giving them. 
And that's somebody on the inside that just needs to know they can do it. That just needs to be empowered to say, you've got this. And a lot of times we have to give that to ourselves. And so I can tell you that if you don't have anybody in your corner telling you that, I'm telling you that right now. You can break bad patterns. You can break unhealthy patterns that don't serve you. You are strong enough to do it. You're stronger than you think you are. And I'm rooting for you. I'm rooting for every single one of you. And I don't ever want you guys to forget that we're all just beautifully human. We're all trying to figure this out and figure out what fulfills us. So work on it a moment at a time, a day at a time, a week at a time, whatever your own pace is. Don't look at what anybody else is doing. Let your journey be your own. And I want you to be so proud of that journey. Be proud of that journey. It's what made you you. So that being said, if you've got questions about anything I talked about today or anything in general, email me at whatsnextwithlisa at gmail.com. Find me on Instagram or Twitter at whatsnextwithlisa. And next week, starting Monday, I am kicking off my relationship series. So I think I'm going to do a three-part series. So send me your questions. I've got a post up on Instagram right now. Send me your relationship questions um, and I will do my best to answer them all. I'm going to devote one episode to full question and answer. So that way I feel like I'll get as many as I can. The ones that I don't get on the podcast, I'll definitely try to answer via email or direct message, however you communicate with me. And we're going to kick that off Monday. So I hope you guys have an awesome weekend. Take a little time to slow down and love yourself and accept yourself and know that that is a prerequisite to changing anything you don't like. The more pressure you put on yourself, the harder it's going to be to start to change things that don't feel good. Remember, you can do this. So thanks for listening, guys. I appreciate it. Have a great weekend. Take care of yourselves. See ya.